Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Woolham Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For the month of July, our guest has been our good friend, Joni Damiano Bartel, talking about her own career in the performing arts and the creative work she did in her studio teaching dance and musical theater to a generation of Silver Valley children. Miss Joni, as many of her students refer to her, will tell us today about that name, along with more stories of her days as a dancer, singer, and actor. Here is the final episode of our Dreams and Bones podcast interview with Joni Damiano Bartel. So we call ourselves creativity cultivators. Grow Me a Story exists to help people grow their creative gifts. Are there people in your life that have filled that role for you, and have you been in that role for others? Yeah, well, yes, there have been many people in my life. I mean, whether personally, which, you know, would be like my mom or, you know, what I've been around, but the lady that auditioned me, the 80-year-old I mm-hmm. talked about, it was really, I, I mean, she, I, I want to say, oh, she's just the most lovely, wonderful person, but I can tell you, sometimes you'd want to strangle her. Right. <laughs> But I am so grateful right. for everything, yeah. everything. You know, she, they just retired, um, and so she's not finally going to be, you know, actually teaching anymore. Of course, I'm not sure she's going to be in so many other things going on, you know, mm-hmm. that she uh, will be involved in. But there's just so many things about her and about being in that high pressure. It was a pressure cooker mm-hmm. place to be going mm-hmm. to school it mm-hmm. was there was so much pressure on you from all different angles and um but just that the things that she did and taught and you know and she also made it very clear her line of from who she took from how that would go through us mm. to our students. She studied in Russia and the people she studied and she would make us go over that and have that in our minds wow. and realize how all of that knowledge had come through her into mm-hmm. us. And like I told her, now it's like this pebble she's dropped because now all of us over all those years right. is just like going out further and further from her and then from me mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. people and kids. You can't stop it. You no, know, yeah. you. I mean, you would never want to, but... It's something that you can't see, but you know is going out. Yeah. So I can only hope that I've done that for mm-hmm. others. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think you have. That that that's the segue into when did you become Miss Joni? That's how I've always thought of you. Is just hearing people talk about Miss Joni. It, um, I never was growing up here. We never called my mom Miss Betty. That mm-hmm. was never you know something a part of us. And so name, this whole name thing is such a crazy thing because when I got married, I was not taking Craig's name. I was who I was. I was Mm -hmm. 26 anyway. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And he never cared. He'd always say, this is my wife, Joni Damiano. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. that was never a thing with us. And I probably the era we were raised in because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm so shocked my daughter never wanted to. She was not. She took that name like nothing. I was like, <laughs> what did I teach you? No. Yeah. <laughs> but so when I was with this Joe that I'm telling you about, all of a sudden I looked at a program that somehow she had control over and it said Joni Bartell on it. Oh. <laughs> and when she knew Craig and stuff, but I'm like, what? Hmm. What is this? She goes, she was with me. You need to go by Bartell. It's much easier to remember in auditions. So I started. Wow. And hmm. so I never changed my name. I have really don't. When Lena went through this name change things, I never did. I think it's just through taxes hmm. with as I started, you know, performing under that name, because I never really did that change, but suddenly it was her. Wow. She took the, and she <laughs> went by that she went by her maiden name, Joe Rowan. Uh-huh. John, her husband John, had, wow. but she didn't think that I should do that, and she just started changing it in auditions, putting it out, and oh you know, God. and I was kind of a little miffed by yes. it, <laughs> and thought how how you who didn't and how does yeah. so then pretty soon you forget about it. But then when I was down in Texas, being hired at different places, like they'd come in and they'd see you, and then they'd want to do it. It was a big thing at that time, mm-hmm. and so you'd get hired like in Pennsylvania or someplace else. And it was a great show to do. It was fun. It was long. Mm-hmm. It was interesting how the audience reaction, you know, at times for it. But um, you would do a full warm-up and have this huge dance audition at the beginning. And then you stood. Yeah. And the whole show was standing with just little montage movement things. Mm-hmm. And then as you're being cut and taken off stage and you walk off stage and somebody's changing and you're walking back out at the mm-hmm. end, you're doing high kicks yeah. really hard Ooh, on your body. Yeah. You know, so after a year, I got down there and I was like, so I tried to call studios and I'd say, I need class. And say, well, how old is your daughter or whatever? I'm like, oh, no, it's for me. Mm-hmm. But we don't teach adults. I'm like, what? You yeah. know, <laughs> in the city. And finally, I came across this place that said equity actors you know, on the thing, and they're well. So I called them, and they're like, oh, yeah, come on down. have an adult class tonight. Uh-huh. And this Persis, who was basically like my mom, it was mm. like uh-huh. it, she was Southern, much more um, cutting and, like, not, like, mm-hmm. sweet mom. You know, yeah. But she – anyway, she was there, and I took this class, and as I went to leave, she goes, oh, hey, come here. Barely knew me. And I'd kind of told her that I'd come down from OCU, and she had had a, one of the people I went to school with had been, we realized Michelle had come from her studio. Mm-hmm. And she goes, You know, I got to go, I have to go to New Orleans next week. Would you come and teach this class? She hardly knows me. My daughter will be here and she'll open the door for you. I was like, Okay, yeah, you know. And so then I started kind of helping her, although I was doing contracts away mm-hmm, and I'd right. fly out a lot. But, um, she was the one that you're it's southern yeah. and you it, miss Joni and when we'd go to conventions the southern rules those kids you would walk down the hall with her in a at a dance convention and those kids had to say good morning to us we were never the adult to say first and if they didn't oh. she would pull them aside you know, so many southern rules. Wow. So wow. the Miss Joni was only because it was southern that that's, you know, what they started calling me. And I don't really even know how it started up here because I never referred to myself as that. Maybe, you know, mom could have done that. Yeah. Mom would be around the studio uh-huh. and because she right. would be down, you know, no 
purses, but mm. she had two, this lady had two daughters and they accepted me like part of their family in that studio and were just so kind and mm. and I was at that studio until I moved and mm -hmm. that was fun because they all were performers and were you know all doing all this stuff too yeah. so they understood right. why you needed to take classes as, a, yeah. as an adult yeah, yeah. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Woolen Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. I'm wondering, without taking too long to do all of the math, then. How old are uh, you? No, no, no. I know better than to ask you. Um, but we're talking a little bit still about, uh, have you been in that role of a creative cultivator for someone else? Um, uh, there are too many to talk about, but your best guess, how many over the years went through your studio? Uh, 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 several hundred, at least? At least. I, I don't know. I know it was, I'm trying to think, Elaine, I think, was one when I first started at the studio, and she's, I think she's 26 now, so it was around 25 years, but... Everybody, you know, that was the thing. How how many students do you have? You know, you're, mm -hmm. I, yeah. and it would appear that you could just look at your list, you know. And in a lot of studios, like mom would have a class, and you did what in this class. But mine was, I did mine so different. Those students yeah. were in several different things, right. mm -hmm. and so I really never even knew mm -hmm. how many. I think around seventy, yeah. maybe. You know, in that mm -hmm. area was kind of would be a ballpark right. yeah. of how many I taught. But then, I mean, it's and it is it's different than um, like you teachers, you know, how you become right. so attached to these students, even in that year. Mm -hmm. But I had these kids some time yeah. they were three right. yeah. through they high school yeah. and then they come back like Aaron or, you know, or Molly McGee will come to Mike, you know, once in a while. If he's in town, you're like Miss Joni wanted should, yeah. we do a class? Should we do class? Should we mm. do a bar and come down to my little basement oh. once? Molly hasn't for a while, but mm -hmm. we, I mean, it's been about a year. We'll mm -hmm. have to get back and she'll yeah. come in once in a while. Let's, let's do a bar, you know, or, yeah. or, or worse. Now, let's do something like there were certain dances that were just classics at the studio. Uh -huh. We tried to do that one day and neither of us could <laughs> remember. We're like, oh my gosh, we have to practice before we can even do this now or think about it or, you know. That was a little scary. Oh, so, but yeah, we these kids <laughs> over the years. Yeah. I think of Molly uh, Stout. Mm -hmm. Right. To see her, you know, she'll post her little um, Nora mm. taking dance and mm -hmm. seeing mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I really kind of questioned teaching here, but I felt, I guess I felt like at least it's um, something for these kids, you know, people to mm -hmm. have here, right. which oh. is. Because I've never thought of myself as a teacher, mm -hmm. a teacher. Mm -hmm. But when I did start teaching, it was, it 
you know, I guess we always are. Mm -hmm. We just are. If you love something, you want to help somebody yeah. that loves it too mm -hmm. be able to do it. And so I guess that's what teaching is. Again, we would call that a lot of that sowing seed is a lot of what that is, mm -hmm. just putting that out there. I, I do. I think about the things that you planted in kids' lives, and they're sharing that, and that keeps growing. And, and you know, well, Kedra Shepherd, mm -hmm. uh, mom had taught her daughter, and then I taught Emily. And it was funny because one day she was waiting out in the hall, and she, I thought she was kind of thinking and looking, and Emily came out, and she came in, and she says, you know, I can stand in the halls at school, was when she was in Wallace there, and she said, I can just look at all those kids and know who you've taught dance oh. to. Mm. Now, what would you think? How would she know? I thought how they stand, say. how they move. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I said, oh, like how they move? And so she says, no. Who can follow directions? Oh. <laughs> oh, very so, interesting. So I am feel like we as teachers – it's not even about creativity right. all the time. What if we give them these kids then mm -hmm. that they can hold a job? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, anything the rest, you have to be able to take directions mm -hmm. and make them work to mm -hmm. be productive in life. Yeah. Right. So I just think, who would have thought that would have been the answer? <laughs> you know, I, I had all these other things, cool. and, but that is true. Yeah. How, and for most art, it's a free-flowing mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But in the dance world, it really is so, mm -hmm. it's codified and, you right. know, it's a different way of doing things. And mm -hmm. you do have to follow, even stand in line, right. which you mm -hmm. do in school. Mm -hmm. Stay in your seat. Mm -hmm. Get up and pinch, sharpen mm -hmm. your pencil, you know, <laughs> take this test. It is a lot of following directions oh, yeah. to, make, to make a child grow mm -hmm. yeah. or allow them to grow. Yeah. yeah. And I think was thinking about there was something that on this questionnaire little thing that you sent and I thought it brought back to me just the saying that you to teach it, it it's like lighting you have to light a candle you have mm. to light that you can't fill them you can't mm -hmm. fill mm. that stuff mm -hmm. in them you can't and same with art or creativity you can't you can can't push it all in someone right. Mm -hmm. right. you might be able to just say something that makes them think mm -hmm. and spark something that in like well you guys would make them want to write about it yeah. right yeah. and i yeah. you know i i can see that or you know but it's that little bit of spark is mm -hmm. all you can do mm -hmm. that yeah. did get me through tests yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. at ocu there could be no true or false anything at that whole college oh. it had to be essay questions oh, wow. which was terrifying <laughs> Yeah. You could work your way around to sound like you really knew mm -hmm. something else. Yeah, see, I loved essay yes. questions. <laughs> I was fearful of them until yeah. I realized, oh my gosh, yeah. you I mean, could you take that little nugget of what mm -hmm. you know and, and you find out you know more. Exactly. And pretty soon you're like, oh my gosh, I knew more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Where that two and false would right. have. It's a, yeah, you're guessing. A half gamble. The time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah. As horrifying as it is, it is, <laughs> but it's that little spark, mm -hmm. and then makes you go further. Yeah. Well, our final question: uh, experience tells us that creative people occasionally run into roadblocks that make the creative process more difficult. 
we talk about uh, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. She refers to the censor, this negative voice in our heads. And another author, Stephen Pressfield, talks about resistance, this internal force that stands in the way of any positive act of creativity. Can you give us any examples of encountering and perhaps overcoming some of the resistance? Does that sound familiar, dealing with resistance? Yes. You know, I mean, especially when there's deadlines, like Mm -hmm. when we're talking about in as a job you know as a dancer as a Mm -hmm. whatever it can be pretty terrifying but that's where when there's i think if you think of it as go about your business don't think about it you know there's that need and then things fall into place things come to my mind you know come to my mind but i know when like you're thinking about people that like writer's block or painter's block or that block Mm -hmm. and I, i just go back to what my mom taught us, she was very strict in a, such a different way than probably what other people would think about it. And all of us, even my sisters here last week, and things that we were just fit to be tied about, but so grateful mm-hmm. as you've grown up. Yeah. But she would always say, if you're down, if you're depressed, if you're something's, you know, whatever, go make somebody a pie. Oh, that was her answer. Go make somebody a pie. (laughs) And there's also resistance to even wanting to do that. But Mm -hmm. what it taught me was to stop thinking about yourself Mm -hmm. and think of somebody else and all sort of falls into place. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you stop thinking, I have to, you know, it's something about me. Mm -hmm. That's the negative voice. Right. But the way to solve it is just do something for somebody else. And, I mean, it's just the the daylight changes. Everything changes. If you stop, just stop thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to find that. I mean, you you don't always know that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that seems to be when you can, what's wrong, what's wrong, Mm -hmm. go do something for somebody else. And then it falls into place. Go Mm -hmm. make a pie. I'm going to use that, and, 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 it, and it may mean oh, lots of different things. Yes. There it is, folks, part four of our four-part interview with Joni Damiano Bartel. Carol, what things stood out for you in this episode? One of the stories I loved that she told was about how the advice her mother gave her on how to deal with negativity and her mother said make someone a pie (laughs) when it's not going well do something good for somebody else i think that's great advice well as we bring this episode to a close we'd like to thank our sacred community garden members for their support and remind all of our listeners that as a subscriber you can soon gain access to all of that bonus material from all of our dreams and bones interviews if you have found us and you're not a member but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.gromeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem roberts Join us next Friday as we move into the month of August on your Dreams and Bones podcast.